everyone and welcome back guys to episode 56 of the Knowing Wheel podcast. Yes, today we're here back ready to review the Spanish Grand Prix. As always, Jamie has found his way into the Discord call and will be joining me therefore. How, how on earth are we doing, mate? I don't know how it keeps happening really, um, but yeah, I'm good. I'm here to talk about the Spanish Grand Prix and some other stuff as well so yes yeah it. i don't know what else jamie's going to be talking about today because that was the only thing on my agenda but you know we'll, we'll <laughs> gloss over that of course as always though before we dive into all of the nitty-gritty from the spanish grand prix if you're watching this on youtube hello jamie give the camera a wave please as well so i don't look completely yep. psychopathic definitely did good good um you know if you're watching this on youtube definitely recommend go checking us out on spotify as well if you want to help support the podcast we've actually done pretty well over there uh, in recent weeks don't sound so surprised yeah no i'm i'm, I'm loving sort of the progress <laughs> we're making with the podcast at the moment so yeah massive thank you uh to all of you guys that continue to check it out as well of course check out Bybit if you're interested in that uh manscaped there will be that down in the in the description below as well and then also obviously clips we're going to try and get back into clips as well again this week uh anything that i'm forgetting jamie f1 merch Go check out F1 merch mm. as well. They did some brilliant lines for the Spanish Grand Prix and there's going to be even more cool stuff dropping for Monaco this weekend. I am absolutely sure of it. But before we even got into the Grand Prix this weekend, Jamie, there was a bit of controversy, wasn't it? When Aston Martin rebranded their car as the Green Red Bull. Yes. Uh, and they'd been bigging up this B-Spec car quite a lot in the media. And then covers broke and it was a carbon copy of the red bull um in terms of body work body work shape anyway but yeah this team has a bit of history doing that obviously with 2020 uh, mercedes um but yeah it was very interesting on twitter i loved the um the red bull uh stuff on the pit wall yes. all had the green versions of the red bull that did make me <laughs> chuckle on friday very very good for red bull that but Unfortunately for Aston, it didn't really seem to make much difference. No. Um, we'll see if, yeah, it goes anywhere in terms of, like, if Red Bull press charges or whatever. But I don't think they will really. Press really, charges? Like, it's not a criminal it's case, not a is crim it? <laughs> It's not a criminal offence. <laughs> Sebastian Vettel's getting arrested. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dearie me. The podcast is already off the rails and we're two off minutes rails, in. We're done. This week. There we go. That's the podcast cancelled. Um... But yeah, of course, Spain, though, well, I'm going to try and recover that, Jamie, from wherever you've just taken it. <laughs> um, Spain, of course, though, often the first sort of real race, we see a lot of upgrades and every team came to Spain with at least some upgrades, with the exception of the American boys. And I, when I saw that on Friday morning, I thought, well, this is where Haas's season falls apart and everyone overtakes mm. them. To be fair to them, they did do one thing, so I saw, which was to stiffen the floor. And that solved all of their porpoising. Nice. So they did. Going. They they actually made quite a lot of progress just by getting a stiffer. By putting some rubber bands car. around their floor so yeah. it can't move. Yeah. So yeah, Haas were okay. Everyone else bought upgrades. Aston were claiming like what a second or something. Ferrari were claiming half a second. Oh, it was all it was all absolute rubbish. But there we go. Yeah. <laughs> this is Spain for you. And a team that have been fairly quiet actually pre-weekend was actually mercedes and there was mm. rumblings around wasn't there saying you know perhaps they have made a big difference with their car at the yeah. moment uh but we and through the friday session yes exactly seemed to be a bit of credibility though. exactly i mean there wasn't a huge amount of exciting things that went on during free practice i guess the only sort of other real talking points was obviously yuri vips um nick defries and robbie kubitza all were out there 
One thing I did want to say about Alfa Romeo that I thought was quite odd was why did they get Kubica in Joe's car rather than sure Bottas's? I guess for setup stuff, Bottas will give better feedback so you want to give him more time in the car. Like, because he's the one who's basically going to be driving where they take the car set up. Yeah. I guess. And, like, it's not a difficult track. Like, everyone knows Spain. They did hundreds of laps there. In, yes. In yeah, that's very true. So it's not like Joe has never driven there before. In a, and he's driven there even before he was a Formula 1 driver. Yes. In a Formula 1 car. Yeah. So, but it's yeah. still, like I said, obviously, because we had winds testing here, you'd sort of think they have a rough idea of which direction to take the car anyway. Surely you want your rookie mm. getting as many laps in as possible. Yeah. Yeah. It was a weird one, just, but there we go. Just Alfa Romeo things. <laughs> um, but, I mean, yeah. Yuri Vips and Nick De Vries did pretty well. De Vries was actually quicker uh, than Latifi, so, of course, that once again meant that rumours were spiralling that Latifi was yeah. definitely out the door this weekend. Didn't actually look like a complete mug either during the race, but we'll, we'll get onto that no. later on yeah. in the show. Credit, my credit's due. Uh, and then so the only other real talking point, wasn't it, was Bottas had some engine issues in FP2, which kind of foreshadowed part of Ferrari's weekend. Uh, but again, yeah, and Alfa Romeo's weekend. And yeah, and Alfa Romeo's weekend, to be fair, which, I mean, we'll talk about in just a moment. But qualifying was a fairly, uh, sorry, free practice even, was a fairly uneventful affair for the most part. Then we get in towards qualifying. Kind of, you know, there was sort of a lot of speculation, wasn't there, Jamie? You know, where could that Aston Martin be? Could, you know, be a bit <laughs> of a miracle run? Could we see 2020 version 2 and it sort of battle at the front? No. Both of them went out no. in Q1, alongside both Williams and then Alonso, who then decided to take some grid penalties. Yeah, and screw my fantasy team as well. Yes. While he was at it. Why not? Eh? Um... Never believe in Alpine. <laughs> no, I need to get Alcon in at some point, but I keep believing in Alonso for some reason. But there we go. Uh, yeah, Vettel was very disappointed. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Because he was like, are you kidding, on the radio, when like, yeah, he did a very good lap felt like a good lap and then he's 60 but the, well. the thing was as well and this is something that again i'm loving about f1 2022 he was one second off charles leclerc in q1 and yeah. that didn't seem into q2 which is no. just insane it's so tight and i yeah. love it mm. yeah it's very good and I, one thing i was certainly worried for was we saw how close it was last year at the end of the development cycle of five years usually when you have a rule change it 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 sets the grid massively apart, yes. but it, it hasn't happened, no. so that's really cool. Exactly, and I mean, really, I would be strongly arguing for the case at the moment is they don't change any of the regs till the end of 2025, because you would see more that's... and more cars being parallel. I feel like that's a bit too far in the future, but certainly... But the, this is obviously the when these regs years. are set up for anyway, and meant mm. to see us through to the end of 2025. But it's, it's rare that you get a even one year when nothing changes at all. No, exactly. I mean, they never would, to be fair. But no. even if you do sort of a 2020 to 2021, just try and peg one or two teams back a little bit. Yeah. Try and sort of rig a title or something like that. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but the salt has entered the, it, yeah. the, the court. I don't though. even know why. Today. Actually, I do know why, to be honest. I watched, Jamie, and I'll give credit where it's due. Actually, I'll try and find it quickly. Um, just for if anyone's interested... I watched a mini Abu Dhabi, like, not documentary, but style highlights that someone uploaded earlier this week. Was it week. made by a Hamilton fan? No. No, it wasn't, actually. Oh, wow. But I would highly recommend actually giving it a watch if I can find it again. It was only uploaded a few days ago. I'm going to try and find the channel name if you want to quickly talk about something. Well, I can talk about how Abu Dhabi was... Just an unfortunate Please just talk about Spain, <laughs> preferably. 
Yeah, so into Q2, um, it was fairly uneventful as well, other than right at the end when, uh, well, Norris was out in, or he was in 12th, I think, or 13th maybe, and then set a time good enough for to get into Q3, which knocked out Schumacher. And then his lap time got deleted for running wide at turn 11 or 12, turn 12, which how you can run wide there and stay out of the gravel trap, I'm not too sure, but he found a way. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it was quite unfortunate for Lando, but that's the way the rules go. The white lines define the edge of the circuit and he was over it. Yeah. So, and I, yeah. I kind of got very annoyed after qualifying, speaking of Lando there, obviously... Just the fact he then went, but you can only run like a centimetre out of that corner. Why do we need the white line? And I'm there like, F1 drivers have spent so long moaning the fact that they don't know where the track limits are and the white line should define it. And now they're told that's where the track limits are. They go, well, you can't run wide here or you can only run wide here by a tiny bit. What's the point? They're like, just the white line being the track limit makes so much sense. We all saw USA sports car indycar something what was it indycar a couple of years ago yeah indycar was just make your own circuit up yeah which i mean indy 500 this weekend i'm looking forward to that as well Uh, i found the video as well by the way and i'm gonna drop this in the uh discord for you jamie but genuinely it's so it's made it's called for anyone listening that night in abu dhabi f1 formula one short film and even as someone that hates watching that final lap, even to this day, like it genuinely, I can't describe. <laughs> I've watched it many times. The emotions quite, it gives me. Really in enjoyable. fact, genuinely, on like Drive to Survive and stuff, I switched it off before that lap. I genuinely <laughs> can't stomach watching it. Um, I, yeah. So the night that night in Abu Dhabi, a Formula One short film uploaded by Formula One edits. Even as someone that hates that final lap, the edit is class. It's a fifteen-minute mini documentary i would highly recommend everyone gives it a watch and that is coming from and you get to see you get to see the staff win the title again so it's all good you do get unfortunately see that at the end yeah (laughs) (laughs) but well worth a watch either way sorry i've kind of gone off the rails there haven't i we were talking about q2 we were talking about yeah lando was out because he invalidated his lap time yes and And learn to stick between the white lines was that what it was, was yeah. it? They kept moaning that he had the sniffles, yeah, yeah. but they didn't know what it was. No, yeah, he's been diagnosed with tonsillitis now, oh, just... which is, is bad for anyone who was near him, because tonsillitis... Am I wrong, or am I... I is that don't contagious? think it is. No, you I'm not might a be right. Uh, it, it's never really been relevant for me, because I have my... Well, in my, in my head, anything with itis at the end is, is, is contagious. Tonsillitis is not go. contagious. Okay, he's fine then. <laughs> yeah, or everyone around him is fine. He definitely isn't, Yeah, he's got tonsillitis. Yeah, he was... He couldn't even speak on the radio at the end. I don't know if you saw that. No, no. But, um, Just get those bad then, boys removed. That's what I did. Fair play. But there we go. Uh, yeah, he, like, at the end of race team radio, his engineer was just like, Lando, give me a click if you're alive, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was like, okay. And that was it. He didn't even say a word. No, no. I mean, I must admit, just the idea of having tonsillitis in a warm, sweaty Formula One car is probably mm. not fun, especially if you've got to do laps around Spain. And he got points. Well, doing laps around Spain isn't fun at the best No, exactly. Times, let alone when you got a tonsillitis. Yeah. But, yeah, no, he did get good points as well, once again. He has mm-hmm. been thoroughly whipping Daniel Ricciardo around, like we've seen yeah. pretty much ever since Ricciardo joined McLaren. His stock is through the floor right yes. now. Yes. Yeah. But there we go. Um, then, of course, we got into Q3, though, Jamie, and immediately a little bit of drama. The first properly sort of dramatic part of qualifying. Leclerc, first run, spins it. Yeah. In a really weird Very... way. 
It was a very weird way. It, rem- it was similar to his 2020 spin there when the car just broke. Yes. But this time, it was completely his own fault. And yeah, at that point, you're like, oh, well, like Verstappen had laid down a pretty good banker lap, like three tenths clear of anyone yes. else. You're like, well, that's it then. Leclerc, with the pressure on, with one shot at Q3, won't match that time from Verstappen. And then, fair play to him, he did. So there we go. But also worth noting that the the second runs in Q3, Verstappen's DRS didn't open. Well, the second so run in Q... Sorry, the second DRS zone in Q3, do you mean? Because his second run, he never got in. Well, yeah. So his second run, second DRS zone on his first lap didn't have DRS. Yes. And then his second run, it wasn't working at all. No, he didn't have any power on his second run. No, it was because the DRS wasn't open. They confirmed afterwards. Hey. So he thought it was no power, but it was just because the DRS didn't open on the main straight. But I thought he slowed down out of turn three, had an engine issue. Yeah, he did because he bailed because he knew he had... Oh, I thought that was the the way the F1 have edited that then. I thought that was an issue, like a separate issue in the end. No, he lifted off because uh, he knew it was done. Right. Ah, sorry, that was a bit of confusion from my end then. I mean, even then, surely you don't give up. You just go for it still. Well, DRS costs you getting on for half a second, probably. Ah, not round Spain. I reckon it does. It probably does, actually. Spain's got a huge DRS zone. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, yeah, that second lap from Charles Leclerc was Very phenomenal. Good. Especially yeah. when you think the amount of pressure that's on that then, because it's effectively a one-shot yeah. qualifying lesson, uh, was fantastic by him, and I was not expecting that. Mega, no, I wasn't expecting it at all. Mega through Q uh, through uh, sector three, sorry, which always basically Ferrari were all weekend. Yeah, I mean Ferrari have been all year, to be honest. Mm. Like we keep saying, you know, the tables have really turned between design philosophies, but that's a good sign for them as we head in towards Monaco this weekend. Um, the only other sort of big talking point, then George Russell, fantastic job, got onto the second row alongside Carlos Sainz there, and then Perez P5 ahead of Hamilton, uh, Bottas, Kevin Magnussen, Ricardo, and Mick Schumacher. Despite me, like I said, being very, very worried pre-weekend that Haas were just going to fall backwards, both cars yeah. into Q3. Shame the race didn't quite go that way. No. No, not not quite there for Haas in the race. But yeah, on Sunday, did nothing really interesting pre-race, apart from uh, I was watching the Sky build-up and they kept asking Christian Horner and Max Verstappen, are you worried about your DRS? To which both of them said, no, nice. we're not worried. It will work. It will work sometimes. <laughs> Which was foreshadowing. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the only other talking point, wasn't it, was obviously Alonso confirmed to take penalties after yeah. qualifying, which we kind of all expected, because why on earth wouldn't you be four power units in six races into the year? <laughs> what are Alpine yeah. doing, man? <laughs> oh, they only power themselves, don't yeah. they? Yeah. No one else is going to yeah. trust that engine. Too fair. I don't blame the other 19s. <laughs> But yeah, turn or lap one, Leclerc uh, just drives off into in towards turn one. Verstappen couldn't get past him. Uh, Russell and Perez crashed, like hit each other. Obviously, didn't crash out, but they they had contact in turn one. Don't know how they both survived really, because it was like fairly. It was a big old hit, collision. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And then into uh, yeah, that made uh, Science back off, trying to avoid Russell and Perez. Hamilton then tries to go and run the outside of Science at turn three. Doesn't work. And that allows Magnussen to come at Hamilton. Which, uh, do you want to talk us through as the uh, the resident Hamilton Yeah, K Mag turns in on him. No, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was an odd crash, wasn't it? Between K Mag mm. and Hamilton. I think we can both safely agree. Lap one racing incident. Yeah. It was yeah, kind of. Absolutely. It sort of. I think the best point of view was actually uh, Mick Schumacher's, wasn't it? And you sort of look at yeah. his with the steering inputs. 
Hamilton gets a tiny bit of understeer because he's on cold rubber and obviously harder rubber as well that he was struggling with. And it kind of looks like K-Mag as well is trying to go to the apex despite the fact there's a car on his inside. So they kind of yeah, meet... he's he's clearly trying to squeeze Hamilton. Yeah, and I mean, uh, K-Mag team radio going, Hamilton knew what he was doing. I'm there like, yeah. not quite sure that's it, mate. <laughs> no, to be honest, when, when we've kind seen of the kind of antics K-Mag gets up to, suck my balls. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, he would know when drivers are trying to take the other exactly, drivers Exactly, yeah. <laughs> K-Mag is prime just... Well, certainly back in the day he yeah, was, anyway. Yeah, just mega really energy of ballsiness. Um, yeah. Ballsiness or stupidity, sometimes the, the line was a bit blurred. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> racing collision, I think to be honest, like a lot of people have said, it was a bit unfortunate for both of them because they both could have had the potential to run a really solid race, which I mean, we'll sort of discuss yeah, later yeah. on. Uh, Hamilton got a puncture. I think they both ended up pitting, didn't they? Because K-Mag they did, ended up yeah. in a gravel trap. Um, and then of course, Hamilton, not, not happy with the situation. It was it was poor uh, on that rate. Like he's got a bit of history doing this as well. I, I really didn't like I mean, Martin Brundle said it on the commentary as well. Like, it's it's not a nice thing to hear one of the stars of the sport saying, "Let's throw in a towel." Four laps into a race, yeah. Um, especially when he's got no damage. Like, he did have a little bit yeah. though. Still, I thought. I don't know. Maybe he could have had very minor damage on the front wing, maybe on the front corner, but it was still, yeah, not not exactly the still I rise, never give up attitude that we see. No. Battling no. for wins. <laughs> and it, it's strange, isn't it, with Lewis? Because like you said, we, we do hear this sometimes. And I mean, sometimes I sort of wonder whether that's Hamilton saying that to kind of then get the team to motivate him a bit more because he knows deep down that he can do it. Because, of course, he never would just stop the car or anything like that. Well, Belgium 2014. Belgium 2014? I thought yep. he had he... issues, didn't he, there? After Rosberg No, well, he, he had the puncture. But he was just running low down and then called it quits. I don't think he had any more issues. I thought they did then, there, to be honest. Maybe, yeah, perhaps they did. I can't really remember. But another one, Germany 2019, when he was... He wanted to like, again, but he finished and scored a point. He wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> he scored two points, actually. Oh, he did, didn't he? Yeah, because Kubica... Kubica intense. Yeah. What a... But yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't like, I don't like to see... I mean, as a non-Hamilton fan, I find it quite funny, but it's not... It's not the best attitude from a seven-time world champion. No, but again, like we've sort of spoke before, can we blame him for still being a bit demotivated at the moment? And especially when you look back after the race at the gaps. The, the the And the thing was as well, obviously, early on, he was losing time because he then had to go on the soft tyres, which just didn't yeah. work. Um, but obviously, when you look at the gaps later on in the race, it did make you wonder, had he not had those issues, what could yeah. have been possible? The Mercedes had a good race car. They did. We kind of said this recently, haven't we? Their qualifying pace was definitely strong this weekend. And their race pace Mm. this year had always been just that little bit better than their qualifying trim. So there really was an element of what could Mercedes do this weekend. Then things got a bit weird, didn't they, Jamie? Yeah, it was a very strange 10 or 15 laps in the early part of the race. But yeah, Science did what he does best and discovered a gravel trap at a Grand Prix circuit for the third time in six races. It is tribute to and Wu-Tang Clan. I've, You're not yeah, going to get that reference. That I'm sorry, I'm, I'm okay. really old. <laughs> and uh, this time, he did keep the car going, to be fair, after spinning, so I'm quite surprised. Um, but that dropped him down behind Russell and anyone else. Perez? I thought he was already behind Russell. Or maybe he was behind there, but anyway, he found it. Uh, no, he trap. ended up down in like 11th. Oh, yeah, he did, didn't yeah. he? 
Yeah, yeah. You're, thinking of, so, you're thinking of the next driver I'm thinking who of also the next did one. best Carlos Sainz. Yeah. Um, so we were all laughing on Twitter at Carlos Sainz being Carlos Sainz again. And then I think was it the very next lap? Or two, laps two laps later. later um, Verstappen did the exact same and I was like, oh, okay. And then everyone starts blaming oil, which it probably wasn't. No. <laughs> there we go. No, it was... But yeah, it was weird. It was gust of wind, wasn't it? It was well, apparently, apparently it was a gust of wind. But for it to happen to two drivers in very similar fashion seemed a bit odd. But yeah. it was yeah, very, very strange. Especially, you know, sort of two of the fastest and two of the most stable cars we've had so far this year both going and off. And uncharacteristic mistakes. I mean, science, I guess, less. But even so, you don't just lose it in a break zone like that. No, not the way both those cars went round either. Yeah. Very, very weird. Um, but yeah, that then obviously meant, like we said, Sainz was down outside of the points briefly, but, you know, good Ferrari car. Yeah. I uh, was able to get back up, nestled inside the top 10. Uh, Verstappen then ended up behind Checo and George Russell. Yeah, when Perez was stuck behind Russell for the whole first stint, basically. Um, yeah, he did get back towards them really quickly. Um, Russ- Perez tried it on Russell a few times, didn't come off. And then they swapped around uh, Red Bulls, so Verstappen was back into third. Meanwhile, this is happening. Leclerc is driving off. Yeah, he's just Leclerc's, Leclerc's won this at this point. Basically, yeah. <laughs> he's he's on a Sunday yeah. drive, and I um, and then for some reason they boxed Russell or they boxed Verstappen the same lap as Russell, which I really didn't get because I thought, yeah, we knew he was this DRS broken by then, or was it just yeah, no, it was but already way, broke. Either way, he couldn't overtake Russell, and they pit them on the same lap. Which I really didn't get because one lap either way, and Verstappen probably gets that position. Yes, yeah, I think to be honest, it sort of looked to me like perhaps Verstappen was struggling on the tyres. You know, he'd been stuck in that dirty air. Mercedes, well. <laughs> Mercedes kind of knew he'd have to box that lap, and knew obviously Maybe. he would jump George. So they were kind of like, well, we'll box him at the same time then, and just try to mess him around. To be honest, yeah. But yeah, like we said though, DRS issues pre-race. Red Bull said it was going to be fine. And then Verstappen starts getting vocal on the radio. You know, people like to give Hamilton stick for whinging on the radio. Yeah. Verstappen can be... The thing is, they're two very different moaning on the radio, aren't they? Hamilton... Verstappen's very hot. Hamilton sort of moans on the radio. Verstappen more cries, I think, is a fair statement. Verstappen's just like the... He kind of has a tantrum, doesn't he? Yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, it's, it's... I would say it's fair. Like, obviously, this driver's emotions are so high in the cockpit. Yeah, I mean, I find it for a world championship. I find it fascinating, you know, when people yeah. moan about driver team radios. You go, let's be fair. With the culture in football, half the players would probably end up in prison. The things a lot of them say. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, the fact that a lot of the F one stuff is still broadcast live is. I mean, they can be used and twisted, can't it? Unfortunately, against certain drivers, yeah. and I think it's fair to say. Hamilton has been targeted with it in, a, in the past a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And, that's, and they're doing like, it more with It's just Stafford. to create drama. Yeah. Like, obviously, who cares if Mick Schumacher's complaining on the radio? No one. If you've got the. Mick doesn't complain the on the radio. No, he's Mick the, he's the only driver that doesn't. He, I, that was a, I picked a bad Even one when there, he almost but... took Sonoda out in Australia in the safety car. Yeah. He just went like, oh, wow, like, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and he, all of them, I'm sure, complain. Yes. Yeah. It's just they pick on the ones that will create talking points. Yes. So there we go. But yeah, his DRS wasn't working. He was spamming the button and Codemasters gave him a DRS failure. Yeah, who said um, the F1 games were unrealistic? <laughs> At least it didn't get stuck open, to be fair. I did, and that would have made me chuckle. That would have been very funny, but also really annoying. But there we go. 
Um, yeah, they had a pretty decent battle once they worked out how to get the flap open on the rear wing. But it um, was only opening... It, there seemed to be no rhyme or reason. It seemed to open down yeah, to no. turn nine every time. And then out down the front straightaway, it was kind of just like, yeah, I'm good, actually. Yeah. I mean, it meant we got <laughs> and to... And a couple of times it opened and closed because yes. he was spamming the button. Yeah, it meant we got to see more of the beautiful Bybit logo, though, didn't it, Jamie? Which was nice. Yeah. You don't unplug that plug anymore. No, no, I don't. There we go. <laughs> yeah, but they actually had a really good battle. They and did. interestingly, on the on the comms, they were like, couldn't remember a time where Russell and Verstappen have battled each other, which is they true. They probably haven't, no. Because, yeah, they haven't. But this is the first time, and they both did it very well. I mean, so another one of those Verstappen-Leclerc-type rivalries. Yeah, yeah. It's so We are we really, this year is kind of that shaping up for the future, isn't it, really? You're yeah. getting that sense now. Perhaps we are looking at sort of the next 10 years of Formula 1. Um, but of course, hopefully, for one driver, it's not going to be the next 10 years of Formula 1. No. Because poor old Charles Leclerc, like we said, dominated this race. Had smooth sailing at the front. And his engine goes and does a Ferrari on him. Heartbreaking. Yeah. Suddenly, his engine fails. I don't quite know what it was yet. I don't know if they've I don't it. think they've confirmed but it still. Either way... He was going very slowly, and he was out of the race from the lead, uh, which again screwed all our fantasy teams. But that's fine because everyone had every every serious player had Leclerc. Turbo. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that actually raised Russell into the leader race, which first time Mercedes have led all year, I think. Probably, maybe a lap or two here and there, yeah. stops and stuff. But yeah, fair play, George leading the race ahead both Red Bulls. Uh, Perez was closing up quickly after he did a very late first stop, um, while Max is struggling to get by with no DRS. And still, yeah, it's kind of screaming on the radio of the team after they <laughs> yeah. all said it would be fine pre-race. Yeah. Um, I yeah. mean, to be honest, it was a bit of a weird one, wasn't it, as well, Jamie? Because there was probably quite a lot going on in the midfield, but we never, we didn't see, we never really got shown any of it except for Lance Stroll no. and Pierre Gasly murdering each other at Turn One. Yeah, and I haven't cared enough to check whose fault that was but i'd imagine it was stroll's fault. a bit of both to be honest stroll kind of squeezed checo over the inside curve yeah. checo kind of bounces uh, sorry gasly even um <laughs> and then gasly kind of runs him out wide on the exit and of course that stroll never gives any extra space and then just comes yeah. off worse to be honest a bit of a nothing yeah. incident but just i mean pierre's there just had a horrible season so far hasn't he's he? not had much luck at no. all no and i mean it, it's... like this whole spain weekend unraveled when he's lost his engineering practice yes game. yeah so. just more technical issues for pierre i mean even after yeah. qualifying they were sort of apologizing to him weren't they yeah um, big problems for, for pierre. yeah you kind of just hope it doesn't take away from you know a chance maybe elsewhere come the end of well the yeah year. his stock was so high in the last season because he's done so well since going back to toro rosso slash alpha tauri and this season, that momentum seems to have stopped a bit so far. Yes. So hopefully it picks yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Sonoda's been doing well as well, which hasn't helped yeah. him. Yeah. Um, but then, of course, lap 29, we see Max Verstappen pit. Uh, that then unleashes Perez to the back of George Russell and immediately gets around him. And then Max yeah. Verstappen on fresh tyres. I'm still not quite sure how he manages this now, but pretty much makes up the pit stop deficit in about 10 laps. Yeah, it was incredible pace, and I I really rate Red Bull for what they what they did. Because thinking on your feet, if you can't overtake on track, just overtake through the strategy. It's absolutely like it just throw back to when refueling was a thing. Yes, you did all the yeah. overtaking in the pits, but it was very clever. Because I don't think the three stop 
in the way Max did it, at least, was the fastest strategy overall. But in terms of who they had to beat and who they had to get ahead of, they smashed it. They did do so, very well yeah. in that regard. Verstappen's race pace on that third stint, I guess, was ridiculous. Yes, yeah. Did a banging like, move on Bottas. Yeah, though Bottas had old tyres, Max had new tyres. And, and Bottas tax, tax. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> there we go. Um, and Max had closed up the 22-second loss in a about yeah around 10 laps on russell yes yeah and then as he caught him russell then pit for his second stop yeah so yeah which kind of seemed yeah. mad then at that point because they're like what's the point of trying to hold him up if you're not even going to hold him up yeah um and yeah that basically i mean red bull it was quite clear wasn't it later on in the afternoon they definitely had a much yeah, quicker car the the was out. yeah they kind of just always get one exactly too. exactly um, and then, unfortunately, now this is probably one of the biggest talking points from the weekend, wasn't it, as well, Jamie? I mean, we're both. I mean, this podcast is called Knowing Wheel. We, we've we've seen the sport long enough. We know how <laughs> these things work. I think we can both safely say, don't we? We're, we're talking about the team orders. Let's yeah. get two things straight. We don't like team orders, but we know why they're employed. And Checo yeah. was not going to win that race either way. No, and. Yeah, it, people say it's early in the season, but clearly the championship will come down to Leclerc or Verstappen. So why would you throw away the seven points? And like a lot of people have said, they're, they're like, but if Chaco wasn't fast enough, then they didn't need to tell him to let Max buy. They're like, no. that's Just apply some circumstances. Yeah, exactly. Maybe. Red Bull, they've already had a few reliability issues this year. The last thing you want to do is stress Max's engine out by leaving it in the yeah. wake of a car that he doesn't need to be behind. And he wouldn't have been for long regardless. Probably not, no. Unless he'd had more Especially DRS Perez issues. had to do another stop still. Yes. Unless he was going to try and get to the Yeah, end. I think he could have, because he only pit on like lap 30-odd, yeah. didn't he? But they gifted him the fastest lap They point. did, yeah, I was surprised <laughs> by that. But again... Yeah, I thought that was nice of Red Bull. They could have easily pitted for Staffan as yeah. well. Yeah. But Checo got his, his nice point. Instead of a race win. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he's happy with that. <laughs> and the fastest lap bonus, I'm sure. I'm sure he's happy with that. It's probably about 30 pesos for Checo, isn't it? Yeah, um, true. But yeah, I mean, understandably, on the other hand, Checo not happy with that. You know, to be fair, yeah. his, his whole race was kind of screwed, wasn't it, through strategy? You know, he was hung out to dry on the first yeah. stint. Um, but there's... And he wasn't even, yeah, he was unlucky, but then he is the second driver. Yeah. If he doesn't, ad- it's, if he doesn't admit that, he's, he's a bit deluded, It's I think. difficult, isn't it? Because no Formula 1 driver should ever admit they're the second driver. That's 101 of racing. Um, yeah. And I'm sure Checo felt within himself, he probably did have a good shot at that race victory. Had he been able to sort of do a completely his own race, I don't think yeah. he would have won, but he would have probably been closer to Max. And I'm sure yeah. he was just a bit frustrated with it, wasn't he? Which is completely yeah, fair at the end of the day but there's rules in his contract that stipulate if the team tell him to let Max buy he lets Max buy and he is only in the sport because Red Bull agreed to make him Verstappen's second driver I think he would have so... found a seat elsewhere after <laughs> yeah, 2020 yeah he probably would have found a seat but not for 2021 I don't think um, I wouldn't have been so well, sure it was it was the only choice with Albon or Perez wasn't it like everything else was confirmed yeah this is Formula 1 Jamie there could have yeah. been plenty of changes yeah, post-season. anything can happen and usually exactly, does. Exactly, exactly. Um, whilst all this has been going on, though, Hamilton has just kindly, weirdly appeared back towards the front. He's kind of just slipped his way yeah. through the entire pack. and We didn't see any of no, it. No, no, exactly. It, it was just all focusing on the yeah. front. But Hamilton was like sixth. He just was. Nowhere. And Bottas, <laughs> shout out to him as well, because he was the only... We talk about how close the midfield is this year. 
Bossas this weekend, in comparison to everyone else in the midfield, was a bit like that Harry Potter meme, just waving goodbye. Because he was yeah. rustling the top guy's feathers all day long, and no one else yeah. got close to him out of the midfield. No, yeah, very good, very good race pace from Bottas. Uh, you forgot to mention that Joe had a DNF that wasn't his fault. Oh, I forgot to mention so I wasn't really that made caring, me, but okay. That made me really, really sad watching the race because he was probably could have scraped a point or two because he was running in 13th. Oh, I yeah, think, 13th known for being where points are scored. Well, you know, he was on a different strategy, so he could have got points. Was his strategy don't take do Ricardo 30 laps and then call it quits? Yeah, <laughs> it's easy to do a different strategy if you plan on only doing 30 laps. Um, but there we go. He just overtaken Ricardo again, uh, as in Miami, and then his car broke. So just stop overtaking Ricardo, and he might be okay. But yeah, unlucky for Joe. I'm sure his luck will turn at some point. But he is getting made to look a mug by Bottas in the championship at the minute, which is unfortunate. Bottas is vibing right now, isn't he? You yeah, can tell he's, he's doing very. He's well. a happy man in a happy car. He's like 2019 Kimmy. Still can't battle anyone though. Like we said, Verstappen absolutely smashed him in an overtake, which, to be fair, Bottas... There's probably an element of, we're doing really well in this race, we don't want to risk it with anyone, we don't need to. Uh, And then later on in the day, Hamilton goes around him as well through turn... Was it turn three? Turn three, yeah, around the outside. Um, So Hamilton's then back up to fifth, applying pressure to Carlos Sainz uh, onto lap 60. And then on lap 64, both Mercedes turn into teapots as they try and boil water, apparently. Yeah, the call was it cooling issue, water leak? A water like leak, yeah, on the engine apparently. Which yeah. I'm no F1 mechanic, but that doesn't sound good. That doesn't sound like it should happen, no. So they had to completely lift and coast for the remainder of the race. Um which is unfortunate. I mean it didn't cost George anything, but Hamilton immediately had to let science back through. <laughs> which the crowd all cheered at yes, when it was yeah. the most obvious overtake of the day. <laughs> but there we go. Take what you get. And yeah, Hamilton unfortunately finished fifth, but his race pace was right there, so I'm sure they could take loads of positives. Exactly, exactly, and I mean that's so. something we need to touch upon in just a minute, isn't it? But yeah, Max Verstappen won the Grand Prix ahead of Sergio Perez. There, like we said, George Russell gets yet another podium. He's continued his streak of P5, uh, sorry, P4, P5, P3, P4, P5, P3. So Monaco is going to finish P4. Um, yep. But yeah, second podium of the year for George Russell. He is living the dream at the moment. Uh, fourth again, like we said, obviously Carlos Sainz. Then it was Hamilton, Bottas, uh, followed by Ocon, Norris, Alonso. Both Alpines getting points there. And yeah, Alpine race pace was very good, good wasn't like, it? Especially Alonso started last. Yeah, Alonso <laughs> last uh, ninth in the end was a very good job. And then Sonoda again, another point Popped on the up board. The points again. Another good job done. Yeah, I don't know how he does it. He's a quick little driver, bless him. Yeah, he's doing well. Fair play. But. Liam Lawson in the mud. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yuri Vips is going to be the next Red Bull driver. Um, <laughs> I guess the real question then is, Jamie, really after the race, you sort of look back at the gaps. Hamilton finished, what, 50 seconds behind? It was 40 seconds behind. 40 seconds, seconds behind Verstappen in the end. And at the end of lap two, he was 55 50. seconds back. Mm. Could there have been a win on the table this weekend for Lewis Hamilton had things gone well? I don't think so. Neither do I, unfortunately. Because <laughs> obviously sensible. the Red Bulls at the front, once they had a big lead, they would have slowed down. Yes. And Hamilton would have been running in traffic yes. rather than the free air he had after the first stop. Yeah, but he so, didn't have, he had to make a lot of overtakes, though, still. Yeah, I think most of it was done by strategy, otherwise he would have seen it a bit more. Yeah, He might have um, got around Checo, though, mightn't he? He might have got, yeah, around definitely around Russell, maybe Perez. Yeah. There we yeah. go. But strong signs. 
from Mercedes yeah, this weekend. Mercedes fans, you can come out from under the pillow and start watching the races. Yes, again. yeah. I mean, it has been. I think, like, like I was, you know, like we sort of said, especially because last year ended the way it did. You know, the, <laughs> the fight that Hamilton hasn't even had a car that can sort of fight is painful. I must admit, but. <laughs> Mercedes are doing a really good job at the moment getting the car back towards where it needs to be. But again, you know, this is a track that should have suited their car anyway. I've said sort of since the start of the year, you know, you kind of hope Spain-Monaco can show promising signs for them. Spain has. Mm. We'll wait and see whether Monaco we'll does next week. Hamilton's a bit of a fraud around Monaco. It's not a track he particularly enjoys, is it, no. in the past? But So we'll have to wait and see. You never know, you never know. Driver of the day, then, Jamie, from the Spanish Grand Prix. Mm. I think... And you know what I'm going to do, which you would never see coming? Uh, I'm going to say Lewis Hamilton. Good man! Loving that! <laughs> Loving that. It was between him or Alonso. Him, just the old guy is doing well. Alonso, I think there's got to be a shout-out to Leclerc in there as well. Because... Well, he only did half the race. Yeah, I know Can't he only did half the race, but let's be fair, he would have dominated that. Yeah, definitely. But, yeah, Hamilton's always a bit of a wizard around Spain, to be fair. He'd won, what, eight times there? No, six. Which is six times. Oh, I thought it was eight. Oh, was that poles? I can't remember. Possibly? But either way, he's he's won the last five races there in a row yes. since Verstappen won in 2016, which is quite mad. Um, so, yeah, fair play. Hamilton, the tyre whisperer, which people sleep on him for, but he's actually so good at strategy. Ham- yeah, I think the thing is with Hamilton, isn't it? Like, unlike Checo Perez, who's always known as a massive tyre saver, Hamilton is, when he needs to be, incredibly good. He's such a versatile driver, isn't he? Yeah. Which a lot of people yeah. kind of sleep on. because Apart from when it comes to racing Verstappen, in which case he's one-dimensional and just takes him out. I'm so sorry. Well, Russell and Leclerc have proved you can race against yeah, Verstappen without crashing. Verstappen is driving against... This is something else I wanted to talk about. I was going to do this on an off week, but no, we're bringing it up now then. Verstappen <laughs> is driving so differently this year because he isn't so scared of these guys like he was at Hamilton. And you, you, can, say, Hamilton. you can say all you like that Verstappen isn't scared of anyone in Formula 1. No, he's he not. worried about Hamilton far more than I think a lot of people realise. Well, he won the title, so it's all good. It's in the past now. It's all good. That doesn't change whether someone lives rent free. What I would love, what I would absolutely love, is if we get a 2006 scenario next year where we just bin off the Ferraris. No, (laughs) bin off the Ferraris, and you get Hamilton and Verstappen just going at it one more time before Hamilton leaves the sport. That'd be amazing. I. What worries me is I, like, there were so many good bits about last year, and that end of the season completely ruined it for me. (laughs) <laughs> I, I genuinely, now you've said that, don't know whether I want that to happen. <laughs> I'm not sure I could cope with seeing that. Like, if that all unfolded the way it did again, I genuinely don't think I could cope. <laughs> Another year of watching that play out. <laughs> Just for that to happen at the end of it would be... Bring back Michael Messi. Oh, don't, don't, please. <laughs> oh, that's, that's genuinely twisted go. my brain. Drive of the day for Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, I think fair and a fair, fair statement, isn't it? Like we said, shout out to Alonso as well because he had yeah. a fantastic run as well scoring points from the back let's get in then jamie to f1 fantasy yeah how well screwed did you do this week because i feel like a lot of us got screwed because if you were sensible you'd still have liqueur as your turbo and that was not a good choice no so i got the inverted mat 212 and got the uh race week points of 121 fair play to you 
That yeah. means then another week, Jamie gives me so much stick about my team, and another week I've outscored him. Not by much. I got 127. <laughs> Fair play. Well, six points, real big difference. Hey, there, I'm pulling out that advantage, mate. <laughs> Have you changed your roster recently? Who are you rocking still? Not particularly. You've got Alonso, still... Leclerc. Verstappen. Yeah. And then Bottas, Magnussen, and Ferrari. It's basically as template as you could get. If you look at most teams, it will be set up like this with maybe Ocon and Alonso. Yes. Yeah. Um, but it didn't work for me this weekend because I mean, yeah, to Ferrari be fair, my team's not looking like a bad shot at the moment, especially if Mercedes are getting there. I'm still rocking. And Hamilton keeps frauding it as well. I haven't got Hamilton in my team. No, but you've got Russell, so he's getting boosted by Hamilton. Being yes. Back. Yeah, that's also helped. Um, I've still got Ferrari, but then I've got Perez, who, let's be fair, this year has been very strong. I mean, there's a strong yeah. hypothetical that had things gone Checo's way this year, he, I mean, what's the standings looking like? Checo. Checo could legitimately be had let's say hypothetically he well, Bahrain, not retired in Bahrain he could have picked up 15 points there and had he not been screwed by the safety car at Baku he could have had what another 12 we haven't been to Baku uh, sorry um, Jeddah even I meant sorry oh yeah he was going to win let's that, wasn't say he? That, so that was another 13 tw- points yeah another 13 points Jamie he could be winning this he could, be <laughs> he could the genuinely be leading the championship Sergio Perez announce Perez number one driver see if Red Bull <laughs> yeah. stop bringing their real number one <laughs> <laughs> Perez could legitimately be in the They've championship. They still had the same number of poles for Stafford and Perez. Have they? Yeah, for Stafford's only had one still, hasn't he? Because he keeps frauding yeah, his last Q3 run. <laughs> Lots of points for quality, so it's all good. Well, yeah. But yeah, but that Perez could yeah, genuinely have been in the championship. I mean, he's only, what, 19 points off Charlotte yeah, anyway? far off. He's been mm. mighty... Con- and I mean, we kind of spoke the praises of Checo right at the end of last year, didn't we? He kind of had a bit of a rough yeah. match mid-season and sort of came back and did everything Red Bull needed from him. This year, he has proven, you know, where Sites hasn't so far about having a number two. or And where Albon Oh, I thought you were going to say Hamilton then. No. <laughs> but yes, Perez is definitely on Red Bull's payroll for a few more years, at least, I think, at the moment, yeah. if he keeps driving the way he is. Um, but anyway, sorry, back to F1 Fantasy then, before we go into everything else. Do you want to run through our top 10 for this week, Jamie? Or are you going to run through the top 10 so far do. of the league? I can do the, the best of Spain. The best of Spain? Which will be very, very, very weird. differential. Yeah. It was yeah. a weird old week. <laughs> so, number one with Checo Smiley Face, which is Herman S. Megad Carlos Sainz, which was curious. Uh, Fair play. Buying Ballsy. into that home. Yeah. The home race. How many points voodoo. did he get with Science then? 75? 75, which is not good for a no, mega. No, actually, yeah, for a mega driver, that's pretty woeful, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Perez Turbo, though, with 98. Oh, uh, right. And Red Bull. Red Bull's constructor, then Bottas, Norris, and Magnussen as the final Solid three. team. Uh, quite, quite a long way clear of uh, Du Bois' F1 team, which I think we've seen before from Josephus. Probably. Um, a Canadian. He had Perez Turbo... Science, Ocon, Bottas, Stroll, and Red Bull. Um, so yeah, thirty point or thir- a couple, around thirty. So points, did I he use a Mega as well then? No, no, only one Mega driver in the top ten. So that was the leader. He scored more. Was that two hundred and seventy points? Two hundred seventy-two. How did he yeah. score more than twice us? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, Leclerc and no Ferrari was two massive points. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. For, which, before the weekend, you think he's a bit of a clown, but there you go, it worked. So, team three in third place, ironically, with Utku Yu from Turkey, 
with a cheeky little Alonso Vettel Bottas. Wow, that's really weird. <laughs> Alonso Vettel Bottas Perez Sainz Red Bull. Right, so, okay. Yeah, Turbo. So Nova Sapper, no Leclerc. That's a brave team. Uh, fourth place with what would Maldonado? That's a good team name. <laughs> uh, fifth place, that's Ryan F in fourth. Sorry, Horatio S in fifth. Uh, Mansell's mustache in. Oh, sixth I remember it from Matty. last year. He had a class name. Uh, Martin S in seventh. Salomo T in eighth, and th- uh, Thatcher B in joint eighth with Warren M as well in joint eighth. And loads of people actually. That must have just been the same team. Probably. There's like sixteen people on eighth. I can't bother reading. Fair enough. That. But there you go. <laughs> and going through that, Jamie, I don't think anyone in that top 10 is actually in the top 10 in the league overall. Currently. Well, yeah, probably not. No, currently, then. So just do a bit of cross-comparison for me. It's Mr. Labo on top overall on 1,487 points. Uh, he scored 259 in Spain, so he was a little way away there. But he's got both Red Bull drivers, Red Bull, both Haas and Bottas, which is a brave team, mm. but it's working. Uh, Sid V, his team three, is currently still second there, but it's 59 points back behind Larry. So Larry is dominating this league. I'm intrigued to see where mm. he'd be globally. Um, Oliver T in P3 there with Relentless Comics Racing, ahead of That's Gas with Helder M. Uh, Zonda D, his team three, is currently fifth place there, ahead of Edward C in Return of the Mag. Uh, Raul F I love that with <laughs> Kinatic Racing, uh, Kinatic Racing even, 1,405 points. And then we've got Scuderia Wickham and Team Prost with two Canadians there. Timothus W and Peter W tied on 1,400 points square. And then Ferrari Masterplan by Carlos B. Rounding out our top 10 there, the Brazilian. Yeah, no one. No well, one. The highest was number one in the, in our league, Larry, was 17 yes. in Spain. Yeah, and where so. would 1,487 points place you globally? That's the real question. It would place him. He's top of the world. Is it? We've genuinely got the top guy in the world wow. in our league. <laughs> to be fair to him, so far, it well, he, he had an average start, so 282 in Bahrain, 900th in Saudi, 2,500th in Australia. Since then, he's done 28th globally in Imola, 26th globally in Miami, and 17th globally in Spain. He's mad, isn't it? And Is he a time traveller? He's got to be, surely. And he's, I mean, he's well yeah. on his way to win two paddock passes for 2023. Can we have one of them? Yeah, mate, please. If you're genuinely, <laughs> if you're watching this and you, you haven't got a mate to go oh, with. Oh, we'll have both of them. <laughs> we'll have both. <laughs> yeah, if you don't want to go because you're too worried about doing your research for your fantasy team, we'll quite happily have them off you, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is the ultimate long shot of long shots. Um, but yeah, we've now ticked over 4,400 of you in this league, so we've got 100 blessed overall. Jamie. Where do you rank currently? Out of 4,405 people. I am 1,250. Oh! I'm, which is I'm okay. I'm catching up at the moment. I'm top... I'm 880th. My goal of wow. top 1,000. How many points? What's your, what's your total 1,153. Wow, you're 43 ahead of me. That's peace. I mean, to be fair, it's kind of mad. I'm only, uh, first of all, that I'm 43 ahead of you because you sweat fantasy leagues. Like there's no tomorrow. I do not. Jamie, you have <laughs> a you Premier have League. a Twitter chat dedicated to fantasy Premier League that for some yeah, reason football. I'm still in. I put I put I put time into that. Why? Because <laughs> it's better. It's way better. Right, okay. But, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, 43 points between us, but 400 places as well. 
is kind of mad, isn't it? When you sort of think about it. Yeah. Um, it's very closely packed in the midfield. Top guy that hasn't used his Mega Driver then is Mansell's Mustache. And to be fair, if he got 100 bonus points from that, he would be back up to second in the league. So yeah, that could be. Play for. It is all still to play for at this stage. And of the moving year. into Monaco, that's a segue and a half. I know we, we've, we've got still got Spain to do, stuff to do, so it's, it's a head. terrible segue. <laughs> You've ruined it for us. But yeah, I mean, Larry T. Like I said, if you're watching, mate, fair play. <laughs> and I mean, if you want to bring a mate out to a Grand Prix next year, hit me up, please, because <laughs> you are probably going to win. Pick this. your favourite podcast. Exactly, please. <laughs> um, yeah, before Jamie though tries to segue too early. I mean, this is for your sake more than mine. We've got to go through our predictions recap from last week. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Because I'm so good at predictions. I don't think we should. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Matt forgot to post I did forget to week. put a, a um, message out on Thursday night. So, so reminder I apologize. was that we both went Leclerc. Yeah, two points in so the pack. Two, two points secured each. Uh, Matt, you went Leclerc win with uh, Max second and Science third. Uh, so that went well. Th- so there's another three one point. points for the entire weekend. Yeah. When Out of eight. it could have easily been eight. Well, yeah, it could have easily. But there we go. Uh, and I went for the classic Verstappen race oh. win. <laughs> and so that got me two nice points. And a little Leclerc second, obviously not. And Perez third. So that got me another point. So 5-3 to me, this race. What does that bring the and scores to? The scores overall. I'm on 25 oh. points. Oh, which in six races, out of a possible, that, averaging, yeah, out of a possible forty-two, isn't it? Uh, eight a race plus two plus extra. The two for the sprint. Yeah, yeah. Is that yeah. right? Six lots of eight is forty-eight. So it's oh, like 50. fifty. Sorry, yeah, I thought we'd only have five. So races I'm getting in. a twenty, a fifty percent accuracy. You're getting a fifty percent strike rate, which isn't bad. That's going. class. F one's too predictable. It says the man outside the top one thousand <laughs> in my fantasy league. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I suppose my faith in Lonzo is not is not yeah, El Pain. El Pain. Yeah. Um Yeah, I'm So it's twenty five to me and six. Oh, I'm already a so, race weekend yeah. behind. Oh, yeah. It's not going well. It's not going well. Um What are we gonna give then, Jamie? Let's not forget this was Spain and we've been able to stretch a podcast out mm. to over fifty minutes because stuff happened. It yeah. was a decent race. It, it was it was good. It was okay for Spain. Spain was one of the, it was good good for Spain. It, Spain was always one of those weird tracks as well, wasn't it? Because we have that huge front straight, it was always close to potentially being a good race. But now we've got cars that can stick together. I mean, we got proved why we still need DRS in the sport because Verstappen couldn't get past George yeah. Russell. We're still not close enough to get rid of that. But it was a good race. I'm going to give it, it a was. seven out of ten. I was going to give it a seven as well. So there we go. Good race. But not perfect still. Yeah. A bit more to go. Yeah. yeah. Let's discuss then, Jamie, the Monaco Grand Prix next weekend. The jewel in the Formula One crown. What are we yeah. saying? There's not, in terms of like news or whatever, like we can only really say we don't know if Norris will be there yet. He will. Um, he will. He probably I mean, will. Oscar Piastri but debuting at, at Monaco and winning the race be would be so good. It would be awful for him, though. Yeah, not the best. Imagine coming up against Ricardo. Remember, he rules these streets. Oh, yeah, he runs those yeah. streets. But, yeah, not much to say about Monaco yet, other than it's going to be a very good Saturday. Uh, it's not even a very good Saturday. The, it's just a case of... And then the race will happen as yeah, well. Yeah, I mean, it's a case of watch the Fleur take pole and then bin it. Yeah. Yeah, will... but there we go. Are we moving straight into predictions? Let's, let's get straight into predictions, I reckon. 
I will I'm go going the first. cursor pole. Okay. It's still, I get two more races. To, three, two, yeah, two more. Because going first has really helped you Shut out. Shut up. <laughs> I am gonna go Leclerc pole. I'm. I'm gonna. Actually, I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm gonna go against the. I don't. Well, I say I can't believe I'm saying this. this. Is what I've said basically all season. That he's screwed me so far. Leclerc win. Verstappen P two. I'm gonna say. Russell P three. Wow, fair play. Wow. You're doing you. You're going against the Monaco Leclerc curse. I uh, yeah. He's which never I mean, finished a single seater race. As, yeah, been pretty much cursing me this year whenever I pick him anyway because it's basically just stopped him from winning <laughs> races. Uh, but I just think you know Leclerc is such a good qualifier around a track that should suit his car more than Red Bull. As long as it doesn't break down, he'll be yeah. Fine. Or he crashes it like he did to Nicky Lauda's car. That to be fair was a brake failure. That was a brake failure. So we'll, we'll let him off. Yeah, exactly. The Monaco curse continues. <laughs> uh, I will... Problem is, I was literally going to say exact, the exact same thing. I might go a bit rogue then, since I've got such a lead. K-Mag. Uh, Leclerc pole. That's not very rogue <laughs> so far. No, it's not. I will go... Carlos Sainz. Eh? To take the race win. <laughs> He's always good around Monaco. Fair enough. Yeah, actually. It's... Qualified fifth in a Toro Rosso back in the day. Yeah. Uh... Verstappen second and Leclerc third. Something's going to happen. Hamilton 2014 I don't know what we're taking from pole to third. Yeah. If that comes true, then someone... I swear to God, if if you get that top three correct of Sainz, Verstappen, Leclerc... I can't wait for the hate comments. I am going to ban the race predictions (laughs) thing from the rest of the season. Because you basically are my Larry T. And you keep predicting the future. I'll take that. Anything else to add, though, Jamie, before we wrap up this weekend? I don't think so. I check Twitter and nothing's happened. No? So it's all yeah, good. that's always a worry now, isn't it? The fact we have to check Twitter <laughs> between each yeah. one of these. I just want to say as well a massive thank you, you know, as always, for the continued support. We're now incredibly close to 47,000 subscribers. Every week we do this show, I seem to be thanking you guys uh, for another milestone. 3,000 away from 50k. Can we hit it before F122 drops? Only, well, I mean, if you click that subscribe button if you're not already, it'll help us get one step closer. Um, Again, as always, though, as well, like I said, you know, we've been seeing some really good support over on Spotify at the moment, so thank you all so much for the support over there. Uh, Thank you, as always, as well, Jamie. You know, it's been a pleasure. Like I said, somehow you keep finding your way into Uh, these Discord calls, but (laughs) I appreciate it nonetheless. And, yeah, we will return then next week the jewel in the Formula One crown. We're going back to Monaco, baby. I cannot wait for a two-hour kip on a Sunday.